Hey listeners, I'm Alana, life coach for people with ADHD. You're listening to the Absolutely ADHD podcast, where we chat about understanding our ADHD, sharing tips, strategies, all while celebrating our amazing yet sometimes chaotic brains. Thanks for being here, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. How are you, Alana? I'm good. I'm good. Things are good. I'm excited. for It's great. It's been really nice. Um, I've been working on the course that I'm making for the the super mini ADHD course, which I'm going to be talking more about when I finish that in the next coming weeks. So I've really been working on it. It is. It is. So it's been nice. I felt pretty creative here and like really trying to, you know, tap into my creative side. Well, I saw that reel that you posted from the beach. It looks so pretty. Thank you. I know the views are gorgeous. They really are. And here in Austin, I swear to God, it's been raining for like 10 days straight. Yeah. I think it's been really cold at home. That's what I've heard. Freezing. I mean, this summer it was like 115 degrees and now I wear a winter coat. Okay. So do you want to tell us what we're going to talk about today? Cause I think it's such an interesting topic. And I feel like a lot of the time, the stuff that we talk about is can be like a little bit emotionally confronting, but I feel like this is going to be super positive. So it's exciting. Yeah, I agree. I think that as a coach and as a social worker, I've always focused on strengths and, and really focusing on a strengths-based approach as to how yeah. we can, you know, reach our goals, work on ourselves, all that stuff. And I think that we, well, I had a whole episode, if you guys listened to it with Mandy Bauer talking about ADHD strengths, but I really wanted to go more in depth. Like, how do we know what our strengths are? How do we identify our personal strengths? That's yeah. I and I, and it's so funny because I feel like recognizing our weaknesses and our flaws comes so naturally, but it's just not a learned behavior to like hype yourself up like that. And it can feel a little like weird, yeah. I think. Totally. And I actually have a note to mention this, what you just said, like the brain negativity bias, like our brains focus on the things that we struggle with more naturally. Like that is where our thoughts go to a lot of the time. And it can even seem way more obvious. Like it's easier for us to look at those sometimes than it is to look at our strengths. Like, I don't think that that comes as naturally to us because it makes sense when we've struggled with certain things, like our whole lives, and we've been critiqued for those things, or we've put ourselves down, or maybe other people have put ourselves down or whatever it is, of course, we're going to naturally focus on that. And it's really totally. limiting and, and tough to like work through. So I think, well, then you know, in school and stuff and in life, everyone's like, okay, always look for areas where you can improve. And I feel like that's shrouded in this belief that that's supposed to be positive, like always improving and stuff, but no one ever asks you like, Hey, what did you do really, really well this week? And what don't you need to improve on because you're doing really well? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to kind of just talk about some different questions that I explore with my clients, like in one-on-one coach coaching, but also things that we can ask ourselves and ways that we can explore this that maybe we haven't done before. Because again, it's easier to focus on some other things. And like, as we're going through this, if you feel like journaling is the type of way that like you connect with yourself, that's fine. But like, for me, I think 
I've forced myself to journal so much. And I just realized that it's just not how I like to chat with myself. So you don't necessarily need to like write all of this down. You know, you can just have conversations, just be open to the dialogue, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like just open to the reflection. And that's one of the biggest things about this is we have to be open to like looking inwards quite often and asking ourselves these questions. Like it is easier sometimes to just kind of ignore it and to not do that, but that's all it is. And same with, you know, journaling. That's like the part of journaling. That's good is that you're able to process things. Like you're taking it out of your brain and putting it on paper or whatever it is. This is the same reason why, you know, talking these things through with friends is just as helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all about leaning into that, you know, thought provoking mindset a little bit. So now that we're all together on this and what's, what's the first question? I'm actually really excited. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, well, first of all, I like to think, what do you think you're good at? Like that, uh, <laughs> do you hate that? <laughs> I, I don't hate it because it's a bad question, but I hate it because like, I'm so well-trained within myself to never focus on that stuff. Like it just doesn't feel natural for me, I guess. Yeah. Like if no. you ask me what I'm bad at, that seems comfortable, but this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, also naming it out loud feels weird. So it's also nice to know that like, we can just like, this can be a private thing. You know, we don't have to be like sitting and like posting on Facebook. I'm good at this, you know, which would be weird anyways. Yeah. Who posts on Facebook? (laughs) I know. I sound like, I sound like I'm like our mom or something. Um, okay. Well, but the reason that I started with that one is because first I was going to say, what is what do other people think that we're good at? But the reason that I wanted to say that other question first is like, let's take a moment to like, think about it for us. Like, what do we think we're good at? Because honestly, that's what's really, really important. But obviously a really important part of this too, is seeing like, what do the people around us, what do they think our strengths are? What do they think comes natural to us? Okay. Since you're the coach, what do you think that your strengths are? Ooh, I think some of my strengths are connecting with people. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I think that that is definitely one of my strengths. I think that's why I ended up in social work. It just, I, you know, I love it. And then now coaching, like obviously the ADHD information that I'm sharing, the education, yes, that's all important, but I truly do feel like when I'm sitting like, you know, face-to-face, even on a screen, whatever it is, and I can like connect with someone, I feel like I'm kind of good at that. Yeah. Honestly, you bring up a really good point. If it's uncomfortable for you to sit here and just pull out of your head, the things that you think that you're good at, look at the areas of your life that you enjoy the most, because that's probably areas that you're best at, you know, like you don't have to sit here and be like, Oh, I'm an incredible cook. I am incredibly articulate. I'm good at math. Like look at the things that you're passionate about and then work backwards from there. Definitely. Yeah. And that passion and that interest, we know as ADHDers, that's just so important. Nothing motivates us as much as feeling connected to something, whether we're interested in it, whether we're passionate about it, whatever it is, there's just nothing that will match what we're able to do when we are connected in that way. Another thing is what do we consistently enjoy doing? Like what are, and 
again, obviously, I was about to apologize for tying this back to ADHD. And then I realized I should definitely not apologize for that. Like, no, please tie everything back to ADHD. That's how it makes sense. Like, it's literally an ADHD podcast. Um, But, you know, we're not always going to be extremely, extremely motivated or interested in what we're doing. Like, that kind of fluctuates sometimes. Yeah. so I don't want you to think of like, what are you always into doing? Like it's, it might not be always, but what do you over time, like pretty consistently, what do you enjoy? You know, cause those yeah. are the things that we want to go back to and lean into. And are you talking in like a career sense or just a life sense or both? I think anything. So I think both, I think there's also a lot of misconceptions that like we have to turn our passions into jobs and we have to turn our passions into careers. Yeah. Like, no, we can do this for just enjoyment too. The things that fill our cup, the things that make us happy. Like that's just as important, you know? Isn't that so interesting that as kids, you're so pushed into having extracurriculars and passions outside of your job, which is going to school, but then you become an adult and all of a sudden, you know, it's just not a natural part of being an adult is having extracurricular activities. Yeah. And then that all or nothing thinking, I do think makes us feel like if we're doing something or if we're making progress in something, it has to be like perfect. Like yeah. you have to be a, you know, going to the gym every single morning and do, you know, it's like, it really doesn't have to be that it, it can be our, our side stuff. It can be our, the things yeah. we do because we enjoy it. We can do it just because, we feel good. Like it doesn't have to then all of a sudden become our life purpose, which I'm guilty of this too. Like, I mean, almost every time I want to start a new hobby, I'm like, this is my whole life now. So, okay. Going back in. So we talked about like identifying what we consistently enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, But also like, what about it is the part that's tying us to it? Like what about it? Is it a goal that we're interested? Is it a topic? Is it oh, environment? Is it how it makes you feel? Is yeah. it the connection for you? Like if let's say like you're saying coaching is what I'm really good at because I agree that you're really good at it. What about it? Is it the personal connection that you enjoy? Is it the education aspect that you enjoy? Is it, and all of these things you can enjoy, you know, like it doesn't have to right. be a one type of thing. Yeah. And when you, when I think of that, I think of like, there is no better feeling than like when I'm talking with my clients and they understand a topic or something clicks, like I watch them, I see it happen in front of me. Like I see them connect the dots. They're like, Oh, like this is why I do that. And I, and I experienced the same thing with my posts on Instagram. And I think that's why I love doing that too. It's like just seeing people connect the dots and like better understand this thing that they might not have fully understood like that just that makes me feel so great like I love that yeah I love that I mean and I've had those moments many times in doing this podcast with you like we always say I'm just like your listeners you know like this is such an educate like a rich educational moment for me to be like oh my god that's why I do this or that's why yeah. I do that but I have those moments of like educational clarity so I totally get it you know coming from the other side of and how grateful I feel that you were able to help me connect those dots. I mean, it's so rare. Oh, thanks, Sam. No, I'm really glad that you find it helpful. And then also, when we're thinking about engaging in whatever these things are, like the tasks, the things that we're doing, what about what do I do that helps me complete these things or make progress in these things? Like what 
approach do I use for this thing that I can apply to the things that I struggle with more? So like all, like one example is, you know, the way I, the way I just described like certain hobbies when I want to make it like my whole life, Yeah, you know, that's not how I've approached social media content. Like it can't be, I had, I had to find a way to make it like consistent and, and not like, yeah, you so know, that either zero or 100, you know, so that you don't get hyper fixated on it and then and get off it. of it incredibly quickly. Yeah, exactly. So like, I have to look there and be like, how was I able to create structure that works for me for this thing so that I can apply it to other things? Does that make sense? Totally. That makes a lot of sense. One of the last things that I think is important to mention is when you were able to lean into those strengths what was going on around us? What did the structure look like? What did the environment look like? What did, you know, the level of accountability look like? You want to think, what are the things that have helped you so that we can build those support systems into other things and other areas? Totally. Totally. That makes a lot of sense. You mean like people around you or like how you, like how you were feeling or, or all of, all of the above? All of the above, like I think a lot of us are really impacted by our environment. So in the we want to take a look and be like, you know what, what environments have worked for us in the past? Did we have a lot of structure? Was it like, you know, some people say the only, I hear this a lot with ADHD, like the only way they got through school was because they had certain more accountability because you just have to turn things in every week. You just have to do that. It's structure that's created for you. So yeah. if that helped you, how can we implement structure into our own lives when we don't have someone else, you know, creating those structures for us? That makes so much sense. I mean, and it is an added responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. but I think that like, if you want to achieve to whatever level that you want to achieve, success is so subjective. So mm-hmm. when I say success, like that doesn't mean like there's an apex, everyone's peak is going to look like everyone else's peak. But like, if you want to be successful, there is a level of responsibility that goes into it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So overall, those are just some different questions we can ask ourselves to kind of explore this. I just think it's, I just think it's a good topic because we, we do get focused on, we can focus on the things that we struggle with a lot. And I think it makes us feel like we're always going to struggle with it. And I don't think, and it, you know, we want to remind ourselves that like, we can always strengthen, you know, different skills and all this stuff, but that starts with like identifying the strengths, you know, and the things that we do really well and the things that we feel really good about and the things that we're proud of for ourselves. Totally. I get stuck in the eternity of my issues a lot, you know, like thinking this is going to last forever. And it is that all or nothing thinking if it's going to last forever, what's the point of fixing it if it's going to last forever, you know? Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think that like whittling it away little by little, you know, that you're farther along than you were yesterday. And that is definitely a better place to be. Definitely. And it takes practice to like, think like this. It's, it's not natural to sit here and be like, what am I proud of? What am I good at? But yeah, you know, it's something that we want to work on shifting our mindset to allow us to do, because again, that's not where our brain usually goes naturally. It probably goes to more of the negative places. So we want to kind of actively challenge that and like add in these other 
you know, activities or reflect reflective processes, you know, maybe a mindset, a mindset shift that would help because it helps me is this whole reparenting concept of like, you need to treat yourself like you would treat your child. You know, you can't say you would, if your child came home from school, you wouldn't be like, Hey, what did you do really poorly today? Tell me everything that you need to work on. Like that wouldn't be, that would be horrible, you know, and you want the people around you to feel positive and you would want that child to grow up in a positive environment, knowing that they're strong and successful and capable. So you need to, and I think a lot of us, you know, for whatever reason, over the years, you know, aging out of childhood, we haven't done that as much. So maybe asking yourself instead of sitting down and being like, okay, what's Alana good at today? You can be like, I don't know. You can just treat yourself like you would treat little Alana. Yeah. Exactly. I hope that you all found this a little bit helpful. I know it isn't natural to think this way. So I, it might feel weird at first, you know? Like, and it I feels weird that. for us to talk about it. You know, it's like yeah. a dip, like it's a bizarre, it's a weird concept to like teach and to learn. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I hope this pod, I hope this episode was helpful because I don't, it's like weird because I feel like a lot of the time on the podcast we're identifying these acute issues that maybe people weren't aware of and helping make connections, but this wasn't that type of episode. This was more of a like bettering yourself type of thing, which can be ambiguous and weird and, you know, a little uncomfortable sometimes and a little bit like, why would I put in all of this extra work, but it will benefit in the end, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes, you know, practice and it's, it's all about growth. So one thing at a time, you know, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves with yeah, trying to change everything at once. It's just like these little mindset shifts here and there that we can implement. Totally. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. And thank you for teaching us this. I think that, you know, it is really, 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 really important to identify exercises to help move us along because we can sit here and talk all day about the things that we struggle with, about the things that are tough, about having ADHD. And we do that because we want to create a community and Alana and I want to feel seen in the things that we struggle with, you know, but building these blocks to like create a better foundation. That's also equally as important. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the absolutely ADHD podcast. You can find me on Instagram at coaching by Alana, where you can find more ADHD education and all of my tips and tricks and make sure to give us a five-star review, leave a comment, subscribe, like all that good stuff so that we can continue to share this information with even more of you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week.